This is Planted, a podcast that encourages us to be rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ and established in the faith. Today, Pastor Matt Grimm leads us through a discussion about the importance of spending regular time alone with God. Good day, everybody. This is Pastor Matt Grimm from Cornerstone Church, and I'm joined with Thad Keenel once again. Hey, Pastor Matt. We're doing it again, huh? We are. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. And we have, uh, we've, we've done a couple seasons, our season one on the Word of God, and season two on the book of Colossians, and we're kind of now, we're just doing a few kind of um, individual things. We've, we've done one on uh, geography in the Bible with, with our sons. That which was, was an absolute blast. It was. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I enjoyed that a lot. And, and I thought, too, it, it might be good that we've thought about even like doing a question and answer thing sometime, but we really haven't produced a vehicle for people to ask questions of us um, yet, but we can, we can work on doing that. But just thinking some, what are some topical things? What are a few things here and there um, as we uh, look forward to our season three, whatever we decide that to be, um, it might be good that people would enjoy and, uh, and even related to what we've done. And so, yeah, so we thought that, that, that maybe it'd be good to talk about devotions and uh, setting aside a specific time to meet with God. Because as we talked about on the Planted podcast, we want to be rooted and established in the gospel and in the word. that we, We've titled it off of Psalm 1, where we, we, God talks about um, the, the righteous man, the, the man who is faithful, is the one who meditates on the, the law of God, on the word of God, day and night. Um, and he is, and therefore he's planted by streams of water. And so, um, so as we encourage people to get in the word, and as we've done talked about the value, the importance, the uh, authority and inspiration of Scripture, and as we've talked about even giving you Bible study tools and skills as we went through the Colossians series, I thought it'd be good to just kind of talk about the practice of um, the discipline of the uh, prioritization of what I sometimes call making an appointment with God. If, uh, if you're in a, a relationship with any person, you know, it could be if you're married, your wife, it could be kids. If you have children, it could be a best friend, it could be anyone, and you don't spend time with them, then that, the relationship's going to suffer. Right, for and, sure. And, and in our busy lives, it, it often means making a priority. And so, uh, you know, in marriages, often we say, Maybe you need to find time to have a date with your wife. Right, right. You know? Well, that goes with a lot of things in life. And I heard this 25 years ago, and I think it was at a, a rah-rah um, business conference type thing. And then what the guy said resonated with me. He said, uh, when you are dealing with people or if you have friends or whatever, and they said, man, I'm sorry I didn't call you back for a couple of weeks. You know, I've just been so busy. He said, let, let me tell you something. Don't say that. Here's the reality of it, of of the question is or of the answer is it's either a priority or an anti priority in your life. And when he said that, I'm like, oh, I have no more excuse for really anything. It's just how you're adjusting your life. Right. What are you putting your time in for? Whether if you are going to state, for example, which is what the, the core of this curriculum is, that God is the most important thing in our world. Right. And we've said 
to get to know him better requires time in the word and you're not spending time in the word, quit saying that you think that he's the most important thing right. in your world because guess why? You're you're not you're not prioritizing what your lip service is giving. Right. And so that's that's part of it. And that's a that's a pretty strong way of saying if you don't have the discipline to fit it in, schedule it. Exactly. That that's it. Schedule. If if you believe it's a priority, schedule it. You know, it'd be like I mentioned having a date with your wife. And um, yeah, yeah, you spend time and you're here, but you're really, you know, at home or whatever, but you're really engaging in intentional conversation and, and really trying to do those things. Or even think about I even think about like when I was dating my to be wife, you know, um, if, if I spent, I also enjoyed going, you know, I was playing in basketball leagues and I was, I was doing this and that I had all kinds of things. I was in, in, in school. There were a lot of things that, but if we went through a week and we didn't schedule a time together or multiple times, or I didn't like call every day or things right. like that, yeah. I'd hear about it, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, because that's showing evidence. Oh, something else is more valuable to you. And in my mind, I would say, no, it's not. But yet, in the way you actually live is, is a reflection of that, right? So, you know, let's say a, a friend of yours wants to go play golf with you this week. What do you do? I cancel everything. I'll go, go golfing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you schedule it. You look at your schedule and say, uh, oh, I can, I can fill it in this. I can fit it in. I got three hours on Friday afternoon. Yeah, well, perhaps I, over, I overstated it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Or you might even say, well, I really want to play golf with this guy. And I kind of have this other appointment at right. one o'clock. I'm going to move that appointment to another day so I can schedule with a fit with that. You do that for things that you right. want to do. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with God that we, we need to kind of say, um, you know, what, what, if I look at my week, if I look at my day, when would be a good time to meet with God? Right. And if he's priority, it's not just necessarily uh, when can I fit God in? It might be when's one of the best times of the day? When am I most alert and ready? Right. You know, for not everybody, not everybody's a morning person. Exactly. Right. I'm just, that's where I was going because there's some people, you know, it's like the best thing to do is get up today and start to have your quiet time. You know, and I, try, I, I did that for a while and I still do sometimes, but I also found like for, especially when I was younger, mornings were not the best for me, yeah. you know, and the end of the, the end of the day was better. Now as I'm getting older, <laughs> I feel like actually the, the Beginning of the day is a lot better. I, I wake up earlier and uh, and I'm ready to be in bed by ten o'clock. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but I mean, but part of it is that thing. And some days I look at my schedule and I, I'm, I can somebody can wants to have breakfast with me at seven a.m. and I'm like, okay, I can make that work. But if I do that, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to schedule, you know, lunch with God, you know, things like that. And and so making it that priority, I think, is is one of those things. And it kind of sounds weird to make an appointment with God. Mm -hmm. But if you're having trouble, if you find in the day that you're not meeting with God, I encourage you to, to do that. Get out your appointment book if you live by one of those things, or get out your phone and your calendar, your schedule, and look at it and say, okay, where can I, where do I need to schedule God today or this right, week? Right. And if, uh, if, if you feel like you're not doing that every day, um, are you doing it once a week? You know, start start somewhere. Yeah, you know, just exactly. pick, pick once or twice a week to get the ball rolling because it's gonna it's gonna inspire more interest, and you're gonna learn that you can't right. you know go without that. But and and for my for me, 
Um, I do quite a bit of reading. I, with the exception of Saturday morning at 5.30, which is the time I wake up and I'm ready to get in the Word, outside of that time, throughout the week, it's a little bit haphazard on time, yeah. although it gets uh-huh. it gets fitted in because it just depends on what's going on in the week, but I still find time to do it. So I'm not as regimented about my weekly schedule with it, but it still holds priority right. you know, within my yeah, within and week. I, and so, and, so make it work for your own calendar. Everybody's different. It is. And and, I, and there's also some days, mm-hmm. and I'm a pastor, you know, and, and, and it's my job to be in the Word. And they, and I... I Try not to count my preparation for teaching a class or a sermon or something as my quiet time, as my devotional time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say I'm always successful in that, but so it's not that I'm not in the Word, but it is. It's also just saying, okay, this is time where I really need to be talking to God. I'm, I'm listening to His Word for per, not just so what's going to be important for the congregation to hear or the class to hear, but what's important for Matt Grimm to hear. Uh, uh, from God. And, and so I think that's important. But but like you, there are times I miss that. Something comes up, or um, I'm lazy that day, or I forget, or whatever. Um, I, I found that not to beat myself up about that, necessarily. Because there was a, a period of time in my life where uh, it, in just people through discipling me and things I was learning, I was so convicted by it, I was trying to do it so much because it is how you feed yourself, you know, spiritually, mm-hmm. is through that prayer and, and, and time in the Word. Not that we don't get fed in our time with others and through going to church and, and being in groups and things like that, because I think we do, but I, it became a legalistic thing for me for a time that um, it, it, was, it, it almost felt, instead of looking forward to it, it became kind of one of those things like those guilt things. It's kind of like, Oh, I need to go to Aunt Millie's for dinner tonight. Yeah, you know, kind of a thing. Uh, and if I don't, then the family's going to be mad at me. You know, and and that's not. I don't think that's how God wants us to approach it. I don't think that's how He's there uh, approaching it uh, as a, to be a thing of guilt, but rather to be a. Um, it should be a desire we have. You know, if if this really is food for our soul, you know, then we should be craving that. You know. Whatever your favorite, you know, meal, that prime rib and baked potato, if that's what you like, yeah. or that a great Italian meal, or whatever <laughs> it is that you like, you know, you should be look, looking forward to that. And, and so, and I can't say it's always that way, but I think that's more the desire that we, we should operate more out of that mentality than from a guilt mentality over over this. Right. A lot of people um, uh, that I've spoken with about this, uh, they don't know where to begin sometimes. Yeah, right. And so... You know, you can direct them to maybe spending some time in a particular um, Gospel of John or mm-hmm. whatever for a starting point in the Word. But a lot of people that I've talked with as well, I'm like, would well, you have some type of daily devotional book? Is it Lee Hart? Not, um, oh, Oswald say. Chambers. Oswald Chambers. Yeah. I almost said Lee Harvey Oswald. I've used, I've used that in the past. Yeah. That, is, that, is a, that is a devotional book that I've used. And so that's great. That's Thanks for going there because that's where we wanted to go is, you know, uh, sometimes if— if you can, if you can just start picking up and reading, and you have a reading plan, that can be a good thing. I know Pastor Winans, our lead pastor, here, he kind of he has a bit of a reading plan where he tries to read something from the Old Testament, something or even like the the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, and then maybe something in the wisdom literature, Psalms, Proverbs, and then something in the New Testament. He kind of ha- he has 
I don't know if he's still doing it, but I know he's shared over the time. He's kind of had that rhythm of, of daily trying to read something from different sections throughout Scripture, and it helps him get through the entire Scripture, you know, in a year or, or whatever sure. his plan is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for others, um, sometimes they do a Bible in a year type plan, or others say, you know what, I'm just, for now, I'm going to, I want to study uh, the book of Thessalonians, and so I'm going to pick it up and, and start reading it. However, that isn't always the easiest to do, especially if you, maybe you're just getting started and you're like, I'm, I'm just trying to start with 15 minutes a day, you know? And, and so that's great. Sometimes having that devotional tool is a good thing. Getting a book, um, I think it's My Utmost for His Highest. Is that, that's the it name is, of the book. That is exactly, My yeah. Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers. It's a great, and it kind of does have a 365-day layout for it. And so it's great. Pick it up and use it. I know here at the church, we offer free our daily breads. Um, they're available at our resource center our, um, that you can get, and you can just pick one of those up, and it, it's it's a month-long devotional. And so you, you get one every month, and you can even sign up. You'll get, you'll get mailed to you, and they um, you can use that. I, my grandfather, um, on, my, on my dad's side, uh, uh, whenever we would stay with them, you know, uh, uh, I'd get up in the morning, and I'd see him. He'd have something like, I think it was in Our Daily Bread, you know, but he would, and he would have that every morning with his breakfast. He, you know, he he did his devotional. Yeah, and I think that that's a, those are just good practices to get into. Those are helpful tools to get us going. And I think, as you said, once we get going and using something like that, that can even make us want to maybe spend more time in whatever that passage that the devotion was about. And so that's one thing I would encourage if you are using a devotional and you see that it's based on a verse or a little passage, and then it's got like a page that they've written, I, I encourage you to spend as much time reading the scripture and the passage around it as you are reading their thoughts on it. You know, that, that's a good thing uh, to do too. So, um, which, which brings us, me too to also, is it just so happens that Thad here, who's, who's in this podcast with me, is an author. Uh, you, you, you decided to uh, write a devotional to uh, um based off of the, the Westminster Confession and kind of some of your uh, way that it's influenced you. So just share a little bit about how, how that came about, how you, you turned into that, uh, how that rolled out. Yeah, well, thank you for asking that. It uh, did not start out as an intention to write a book or a daily devotional, but it started out from 10, 15 years ago when I was trying to solidify some of my doctrinal thoughts because mm. of uh, uh, the, the polarity of a Calvinistic versus an Arminian side of things. Uh, I attended a Nazarene church for 27 years, was a member, and loved that church, loved the pastor. It's a very biblical church, but I was always doctrinally or starting to you know, be bent more um, in the Presbyterian style or a Calvinistic mm -hmm. Reformed way of thinking and th thought that the scriptures uh, were more consistent in that manner of speaking, I said, if I'm going to be able to talk to people about this, I better un understand what I'm trying to defend. Yeah. And so all it really did was understanding that the Westminster Confession of Faith was actually spoken of in a sermon by uh, Pastor John MacArthur, who of all things as a, as a Reformed Baptist type yeah. of teacher, but the Westminster Confession is totally Presbyterian. <laughs> but he was talking about it one time, and the way that that started to come to life about the, the doctrines of grace um, really resonated with me. And so as I 
uh, went to the Westminster Confession of Faith, there's a couple of things. There's there's the Confession of Faith, which is from the 17th century, from the 1600s, and it was a, a group of guys that, that gathered together to do exactly what I was set out to do, to establish what are the foundational truths that are um, solidified for us to stand on when it comes to um, doctrinal things of Christ, um, how we're to behave in the church, um, the necessities of baptism and uh, the Lord's Supper, if you will. So as I broke into this confession, there's the confession and then there's also the catechism, which is a question-answer way right. for people to learn things. Yeah. And so I worked within uh, the larger catechism and the smaller catechism, as well as reflections on the um, confession of faith and the confession of faith, just statements. For example, the first one was what's the most priority of man, which is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Right. right? Um, chief end of man chief is how end. they, is how they yeah. put that. And um, so right off the bat, you learn a priority of what my primary purpose was, which is how we started our conversation. If we're going to say God is the most important yeah, thing in our right. lives, prove it. Right. You know, what does that really mean? What's well, going to be proved out in your um, love to find out more about that God and your desire to follow him and the actions that we use, the manner of speech that we have, and all of that kind of comes together. So anyway, uh, to just get to the idea of where this book came from, I just was going through the catechism writing the questions down, looking at the answers and the proof texts that were provided, and writing out my thoughts along the way, just to see mm -hmm. how my thoughts, because um, it's one of the ways that I study is I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase right. um, a scripture, for example, to try to put it in my own words so I think I understand it right. better. And so I was doing that, and I had written uh, perhaps uh, 60 or 70 different question-answer things out, and I thought to myself, this is really kind of neat. And I think I would like to be able to share this with mm -hmm. my family, with my kids and my wife and my yeah. the rest of my family and those nearby um, so that they can see how some of these thoughts develop as right. well. And it just made perfect sense because each one was about a page long that it was going to, oh, this might be a daily devotional. Right. So that, that thought didn't come for two months. And Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. And so I got in contact with a publisher and I said, this is what I'm thinking. You know, can I send you a portion of it? And what are your thoughts on that? And they said, yeah. So I sent them a month's worth of, of writings and they said, hey, this is, this is great. And um, if you empty your bank account, you can have a book. <laughs> 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 no, but they said, uh, no, this is this is good. We'd like to see more. So this is how you go about it. And so that's how it established. I spent the better part of a year doing the writing, a year of editing, and then it came out finally in 2013 after a couple of years oh, of, of doing yeah. all of that. So that was it. Yeah, well, that's it. what's interesting in here. I mean, you could have like set about doing a more like systematic approach. I mean, not that it wasn't, I mean, in the sense of like, I'm going to take each of these topics and get really theological about it. Um, and, you know, uh, but you actually, I like the fact that it was very personal to you in the, in the way in the sense of devotion should be, right? You, you, you use it about your thoughts and reflections. And I think that's, you know, that's an important part of, of, of wanting to spend the devotion. It's not just to be able to check it off a task list. It's not just to be able to say, oh, I did my appointment with God. Aren't I a good Christian? Right. It really is design it's we do it to engage our minds to engage our hearts and um 
to have it cause us to respond in some way, right? Right. And that that's that's interesting as you talk about that process because that's really what you did. So really, in some ways, this devotion, which I think sometimes the daily breads and the Oswald Chambers kind of things, it really is their devotion that you are reading and sharing in to cause you to do that. Right. Right. And so, um, so it might be the kind of thing where, you know, if if you're the kind of person who needs to be active, one of the other things that's a good thing to do is to journal while you do your devotion. Right. And so read your passage, read, read whatever it is, speak that time of prayer, and maybe the, a good way to respond is just to start writing. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I didn't do a lot of journaling per se, but I mentioned the paraphrasing. Yeah. You know, in right. fact, I've I think I've rewritten most of the New Testament. When I go through a book, I would um sometimes my first time through it, I'll just rewrite almost every verse. Some of them you don't need mm-hmm. to, like the introduction or whatever. But right. you know, you, you take it and you paraphrase it, and it really helps you just to understand the flow. Because sometimes when you've read something a, a couple times before, you're you don't take it you don't take it in the way that it's in, intended until right. you, until you try to state exactly. it a different way. Yeah. So that's what's neat about um, having a couple different versions yeah. in front of you as well. Translations, I mean. It is. And so that actually, that paraphrasing, that was something one of my early disciples. It was actually when I uh, was in college, um, uh, one of the university staff did this with me because the, his university supervisor did it with him. And then when I came on staff, I actually ended up doing it with, with this man as well. He developed something he called ABC Bible Study. And it was, it was something he would do in his discipleship meetings with us. We would share what we had done. But it was that very thing that, A, he called analyzed, but basically it was that paraphrase. So whatever, if we were doing, I remember doing the book of Ephesians with him. And so it was like Ephesians chapter 1. And we got, he would say, okay, let's do the first eight verses or whatever this week, or maybe the whole chapter or whatever. And so it was, I would go through and, and read it, analyze it, and, and uh, paraphrase it, and then from there, make an outline. And so I would outline the passage. I would paraphrase an outline, and that was me studying it, right? And that, that, was, the, that was the kind of the, the thing. And then uh, and it gets you engaging and thinking in that way. And then B just stood for best verse. Choose the, choose the most, what you think is like the crux of the, the message in that, in that pericope, that section of Scripture. Choose the best verse and memorize it. And then C was contract. Uh, make a contract with God and yourself based off of the, based off of this. What is it that God's asking you to to do as a result of this? And just make a little contract, and then we would discuss that. Um, we, uh, you know, it, it was, it was, and I had a whole week to do it. You know, because we would meet weekly, and so that was the thing. So, so like there was always something that that week that you're working on because yeah, you made a contract cool. with God. So analyze best first contract, and it was it was a really Simple little tool, but very easy to help me get in that regular practice of, of of doing that. But then it's also became a great conversation thing because we would share each other's paraphrases. We would share, how did you outline it? How did you see the scripture? What was your best verse, right? What's your contract? Um, how, how did that contract go last week? You know, or the one from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and and so, so, so I bring that up because what you can find is... Um, because I think we might do another um, session on even like sharing our faith and then on discipling others, is that you can you you can use those things that devotional thing in your life. Um, you'll you'll find that 
it's going to start overflowing into other conversations, yeah, right? Right. The other thing that it'll do is it'll uh, start answering questions that you have about the scriptures. So uh, we all, as we're studying God's word, will run across something that's complicated or may not resonate properly, or it's, it could be even in conflict. Yeah. And so one of the other things that I've learned to do from Chuck Missler, who I listened to 25 years ago, is he said that when you're studying a passage and something doesn't make sense or it's or it's in conflict with you, to maybe what you think God's yeah. word should say, yeah. is to take that and, and don't just just don't bypass it, but try to write out and put into words what your struggle is with that passage. Yeah. You know, so you, what, what doesn't sound right? Why am I having a hard time understanding? And try to put that best in your words. Now, the reason that you're going to write that out is because you're just going to fold that up and you're going to tuck it away for a while. And uh, you're going to let the Holy Spirit work in your life as you read other passages. And someday you're going to be reading that passage again and because of the other scriptures that you, you read, you're going to fully understand what that scripture was fully intended to mean. Mm. And the reason that you wrote down your original struggles with that passage is because you won't remember what they were. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? yeah. And so you'll, you'll see the development as the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit works in your life to make his word um, more uniform and cohesive in your life. And of course, very harmonious. I mean, because right. it's, it's uh, we use that term humanitics for, for a reason, right? Because yeah. of of how the Bible doesn't contradict itself uh, along the way. And then uh, I learned also to not get frustrated with various views of doctrine, but to use that, again, for another opportunity to yeah. wrestle through it right. and let God's Word develop it. Because sometimes people, they want to have you know, an argument about something. It's not about the argument. It's about finding God's truth. Yeah, it is. And, and, and I think that's a, a good thing. And, and so... It, it's good to use aids um, too, and so and, we, and so sometimes that those devotions they're fifteen minutes long. You know, maybe the, you set aside a half an hour to meet with God, but then there are also times, as we talked about, where where it's actually like you talk about your Saturday mornings, where you set aside longer time to actually do some deep study. You know, and so that's that's another good thing to do too, and, and to use. So it's good, it's good to have a devotional, but sometimes it's good to have those other study resources as well, which we we talked a little bit about in the Colossians series, and maybe we'll spend some more time another time. But uh, to get back just to that spending time with God mm -hmm. part, I think that the other thing with that is what I'll just, what we, I think we commonly call prayer, but it is just talking to God. You know, so prayer, it can be specifically bringing requests and things like that. But sometimes it's just, it's just communing. It's just having fellowship with him. And asking him about his word, like what is, what does this mean, Lord? Getting into that rhythm of conversation with him, out of as he's speaking to us in his word, how do we respond back? That's why I like you know what you did in writing out you know the thing that turned into your devotional. Right. But I, but I think that that's something to think about too. That in our prayer life, it it is think about Jacob wrestling with God you know, over, over thing, over um, his commitment to the Lord, really. But for us in, in things that, um, yeah, I think we do need to be intercessors, praying for others' needs, praying for our missionaries, praying for this, um, bringing our requests personally, you know, to God as well. But it's also just that wrestling, you know, that, you know, God, I'm not sure what this means. 
and just, I mean, that's prayer, you know, too, of just having that interaction. You know, what, oh gosh, it seems like you're saying this, is that what you really want? And, you know, I feel like, Lord, you're telling me that I maybe I need to reprioritize something here, right? <laughs> yeah. Or or maybe maybe that, maybe as you're reading God's word and and praying, you're like, oh my gosh, that conversation I had with my neighbor um, last week, this this is this is their life, you know. This is for them right now, you know, the kind of thing too. And so it it really does, you know. God is that. Am I supposed to say something to them? You know, that the, the learning to have that, I think, is something we grow into. And so at times in my life, it freaks me out a little bit, uh, in the sense of it's because I'm not like a super charismatic, yeah. <laughs> you know, type person. But yet I do believe God still speaks today. I don't think he's speaking new revelation to me, but I think he's speaking to my heart with his revelation. And so, um, but if we're, I, I bring all that up to say, but if we're not taking time to do that, it's not going to be happening as much. And I think sometimes people are intimidated or they hear their friend they're really spiritual friend. Well, Jesus told me to do this or whatever. They, they feel intimidated by that. They're like, well, why isn't that happening to me is the question. And I'm saying, well, maybe it's not happening because maybe you're not spending much time with God. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Or maybe when you do, you're just, it's a legalistic thing for you. And you're just checking him off a list, right? And you're just, oh, I read my devotion today. And boom, and you really haven't taken that time to have that conversation with him. Right, right. You know? Yeah, it's something that you will want to grow to treat as spending time with your best friend. Yeah. You know, because right. who's closer than a brother? I mean, right. it's Jesus Christ. And, yeah. and to get to know him is to love him. Yeah. And uh, so the more time that you can um, dedicate to, to spending in his word, you're going to get to know him and love him so much more because right. you, with understanding... Uh, of his word is the understanding of what he has done for us to save us from right. ourselves. Right. And uh, so it is, it's all good things that we are um, trying to do. And again, again, you know, life is, life is difficult. Things get busy. And so uh, we don't have to beat ourselves up if we didn't have a perfect week of, of, of spending time in his, in his word. This is all to be an encouragement for, for yourselves and for both Matt and myself to, um, to just get back to the to the heart of uh, of what we've been called to, which is to know Him by His Word, right? And and I think the other thing with that is, you know, um, Paul. I think in just in writing to Timothy, he's talking about training in godliness, right? Just like we train our bodies, we train in in godliness, and and that is, um, and one of the ways we do that is getting to know. God better because godliness is just us more reflecting who God is, and so we need to get to know Him. And I think part of it is getting to know his voice, learning. I mean, if I'm going through the day and I sense, um, you know, maybe you're at a job site talking to someone uh, for work, or maybe you're um, taking kids to school, or you're out in the neighborhood or whatever, and, and you sense God's prompting, and, and, and you're like, oh, is that really God's voice, or, or is that God? Well, I think the more we are... The more we know his word, the more we know him, the more we've had those conversations with him, the more we spend time listening to him, the more apt we are to trust right. when the, in those moments when that happens, too. Right. And because that's training ourselves in godliness. You know, it, it's, you know, I, um, 
going on uh, 20, I think, 28, 29 years of marriage here. This, uh, <laughs> just had my anniversary. Um, that, you know, I should know my wife a lot better today than I did, you know, the first day we got married. Right. Uh, and, and I do because I've, I, I've just spent time with her and I know better and I know and I, I still do it sometimes. I still tease her too much or do something in a way that, that gets her irritated and I know better, right? But, right? but the point is, I know a lot better today than I used to know because we've had that relationship and it's grown and formed and, and I can think thoughts after her often and she she can definitely do it with me. Right. <laughs> and after 25 or 30 years of, of marriage, it's... Um, it's not that you have it down pat perfect and you no. can now just coast either. Right. You have to keep working you have at to keep, it. You do. Yeah. And exactly. So, you know, um, what's the principle of, um, God's, um, blessing on our lives and income, how much he would like us to give back to him. Hmm. It's a tithe, right? Which is yeah, 10%, right, you know, right. you've been blessed. And so he wants the first fruits, which is the, the first 10%. And so right. we tithe to church and that's, that's money to just, to say it's all yours, God. Right. But, you know this is for your kingdom purposes, and it's a it's a return of thanks on that. Um, I don't know how much you watch TV in your life, but if you would tithe, if you're spending a lot of time watching television, those who are in the studio, you know, <laughs> listening or, or outside the studio, um, if you would tithe that, even if it's an if you would normally watch an hour of TV, you know, okay, so now you're you're six or ten minutes. Of, of that period of time. Right. And, and most people watch more than that yeah. in a night. It's usually a couple of hours. If you just tie that, that would be 20 minutes with, with, with God and his word. Right. And that doesn't even seem like a priority to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but establishing right. um, some, and this is really what it is. If you're saying that you don't have time for God, you basically have said um, it's not a true priority for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're feeling a little bit convicted by that, that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Um, but again, it's it, this isn't uh, this isn't something we view as meritorious. This isn't God's not going to love you more because you do this. Right. Actually, I think what it, the, the purpose is is you're going to love God more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so this isn't God up there, you know, with a clipboard looking down on everyone's life and saying, ah. Oh, Dad spent a half an hour with me this morning. I've got some good stuff for him today. Oh, there we go. Matt, he spent he didn't spend any time with me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a flat tire today. You know, I think sometimes people think that that they make those associations, right? Um, th- that's not what we're doing here. Right? It, it's not that. It really is. God's after our hearts. Um, he's after our minds. He's He's given us a new heart. He's transforming our mind. It's his work, and he's promised to complete the work started in us. But he does, he's created the world, and he's created us in such a way that he desires that participation. And so um, if the God of the universe who made everything desires you to the point that he would die on the cross for you, that he would reach into your soul, take away that alienation, Deal with that sin, cover it, mm. give you new life, make you a new son. Why wouldn't you want to spend time with him? Yeah. Right? And so now, do I? does my mind always go there? Do I always think that? No. Sometimes, you know, I'm more concerned about, 
you know, thinking about making priori- things a priority, you know, often on, on Saturday afternoons in the fall, I pretty much n- can tell you every Saturday when my favorite college football teams play in their, their football game. <laughs> and I'm usually rearranging my schedule so that I can watch it, you know. Yeah. Um, now, if, if, if I do that, but I'm not doing that with God, then maybe... Maybe I've got an idol in my life, yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. I think, the, but that's the point. I, I think that there are a lot of things we do that with, and and if you sit down in an honest conversation, and ask you, do you like your, who do you love more, your football team or God? I'm going to tell you, God. Right. Right. And, and and then say, well, then your life should reflect that. Right, right. 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 Exactly. And one of the things with trying to find time, if you haven't done it, you don't know maybe where to begin. That's where also where a good devotional book might come in because it'll, it'll give you some, a starting point, you know, there's a topic at hand or a verse at hand, and there's going to be some discussion about it. And you can meditate upon that without having to um, try to figure out what's the best starting point or, you know, if, if it's important to have a starting point. Right. And that's, that's a, and then also uh, in our media culture that we have, there's, you can listen to Bible on, on your phone, even, I mean, this is maybe a little bit, too much information, but most people are checking out Facebook when they're in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's, that's it. I mean, you, there's Bible apps, you know, you yeah. can, you can do a five minute devotional, <laughs> maybe 10, <if> you're, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's quiet time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and, and speaking of, of, you know, listening, I, I know several people, I, I don't have a long commute, um, but but right now, you know, in Southeast Michigan, living in a lot of people who live in Brighton will take 96 East in towards, you know, um, Novi, Livonia, yep. you know, Southfield, Detroit, whatever, all that way. And there's construction going on right now. And then that commute sometimes can be 40 minutes longer. Um, you know, and I, so I know people that they do, they turn on their Bible app and they're like, they're sitting in construction. They're, you know, they're, they're not on their normal 75 mile per hour right. <laughs> race in. It's maybe more, it's a little stop and go. They're listening to, the, to their Bible on the way. And, and that's a way to get started too. You know, I encourage to not, have sometimes it's less distracted than, than driving, but at the same time, that's a good way to get started too. It's a um, to to find those times and to use it. Um, you use what you can. Sometimes it's maybe it's in the shower in the morning. You right. know, you shower, you're getting ready. Listen to your Bible app as you're getting ready for work. Um, that's another way to get started. One thing that I just thought of that I think is important, regardless of uh, what you're going to do in God's Word, whether you're going to listen to a podcast or if you're going to do a, a Bible study or a devotional, is to try to be uh, starting that time with prayer. Yes. To quiet yourself and to right. ask God to open your, your ears and your understanding uh, to this time. It'll it'll help your focus uh, grow, and God will, God will definitely partner with you during that time to be responsive to that prayer. It'll, it'll get your, your mind and heart um, set for that time in devotional. If you're, if you're trying to do it in the middle of a hectic schedule and just squeeze it in, it's, it's not going to accomplish the, the goal that you have intended, I don't think. Or it's more difficult for sure. That's right. That's right. And I think one of the, um, a good, a good, so a good starting point at times can even be a Psalm, you know, that it's time take to try to quiet your heart and, like, oh, I'm even, I'm, so I'm sitting here, but my mind's racing. And so a couple practical things that, that I have done at various times is I'll get a little pad of paper next to me, maybe a post-it note or a, a little memo pad, and, um, and I'll try to get quiet. 
And if my mind just starts racing with all the things, I, I just start, I write it down, write it on the pad and okay, Lord, I'm going to give it in your hands right now. Move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm still having trouble, maybe I'll, I get a Psalm out and I just, I read a Psalm and I'm not even necessarily having to concentrate deeply and like do deep stand. So I'm just reading the Psalm because it's, it's directing my mind to God. Uh, and so, and maybe that's really isn't my devotion for the day, but that's part of that quieting my heart. And so I, I read it, have my pad there in my quiet, and okay, now I'm going to read my, you know, to my devotion too. So, so there's some good tips because I think that is important because um, we do need to quiet our hearts. We needed to ask help, just like one of our our podcast was on the importance of the Holy Spirit in helping understand Scripture, right? Right. Yeah. So we do need that 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 opening prayer, that opening meditation is is an important part uh, of that. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of the things that I'd like to offer um, is that. If you're come to Cornerstone, I've got my devotional book up there that I've donated to the church. I think it's up there for five dollars yeah. or whatever, just to help with the, the bookstore or whatever. But if you're if you're not local, we'll have you give your email address out here at the end. But if they'll send you a note, if they yeah. if they want one um, for for five dollars, they could do that. That just covers the postage. Yeah, and I'll send it out. That'd be yeah. something I'd be willing to do as yeah. well. It's just a it's a this devotion is a little bit deep at times, but I don't think it's difficult to understand. Right. But what's fun about it is it's a 10 minute devotional and there's proof texts that are below it that if you wanted to, you could spend a couple hours digging in, you know, so it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thanks. Thanks for offering that. Uh, Thad, I was going to actually mention that you, that it was at the resource center. And if so, if you're one of our church members, it's back by the celebration center classroom, kind of at the, at the, um, the glass end of, of our celebration center. There's the bookshelves where we have books on on sale, which there's a, that's a good opportunity for some from reading and other things. But that devotional is there along with those our daily breads. Yeah, all the other um, stuff back there. And too, so yeah. please take advantage of that. Uh, and uh, yeah, we just want to encourage you. Uh, and and a lot of our listeners are going to know this, and a lot of our listeners practice this. But we just want to emphasize it. We want to give some practical tips. But also for those of you who are like. Well, I try. Um, we want you to keep trying and, and, and use those different resources. Uh, and, and, and if there's anybody also who's just really struggling, you can, you, when I give me an email address, you can also just email me and, and we can get together and, and talk or, or give you some other tips and just what it is that you wrestle with. But, but I think for most people, once we make it a priority, once we get it in our schedule, I think you'll start to find that just trying will be helpful. It's kind of like exercise, you know, in some sense exercise, you know, the, to some degree, you're like, okay, uh, I need to find the routine that fits me. Right. Am, I, am I a walker, a jogger? Do I do treadmills? Do I, am I, do I need to lift weights? Yeah, you'll find all that out. But the point is you get started doing something. Doing something's better than nothing. Right. There's there's some you know? period of time that it takes to establish or turn something into a habit, right? Right. I don't know if it's eight weeks or whatever, yeah. but you'll find um, that it just become second nature to you yeah. after a while. So yeah, good. Well, good. I hope this was helpful conversation for everyone today. Uh, thanks for joining us on Planet Podcast, and we will be back soon. Yep, absolutely. And did you want to share your email address? Yes. So you can email me at m g r i m m at c stone. EPC.com. That's C S T O N E E P C dot C O M. I'll also include it in the show notes, but perfect. Uh, that's great. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Bye. 
join us next time as we talk about our Christian witness and what it means to be the light of the world. Planet is a Cornerstone EPC production, connecting to God, one another, and the world through the love of Jesus. More information can be found at cornerstonebrighton.com.